The 432nd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your entry. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to episode 432 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This episode is dedicated to Lloyd Josh KK and Juice, two friends in our Discord who hit big prop bets last night. Thanks to all the friends in the Discord who uh, everyone was basically, it was, there was a lot of team rides last night at Contender Series, so a lot, of, a lot of happy people last night. So this goes out to them. The episode was supposed to go out um to bryce harper but i changed my mind and decided it's probably not a good idea um don't want to don't want to start the episode off on, on on a bad foot here and there's silence on the other end so i did already i, already I was gonna i was gonna that. give you my i was gonna give you my catchphrase there's still time <laughs> there's still time <laughs> i'm your host jeff chalks fox um thank you for coming to the show we're not going to talk baseball uh we have there's too many other things to talk about as as mike as my co-host mentioned uh, before we went on the air here, we'll recap Contender Series. We'll talk about some of the crazy uh, news that have has come down over the past, like, less than 24 hours uh, in the world of MMA, more specifically the world of UFC. And then we'll kick off our UFC Fight Night coverage with the prelims for this coming weekend's Fight Night at the UFC Apex. Hopefully all that sounds good and you're all sticking around to hear it all. So let's bring in that co-host, uh, the one and only Daniel Gumby, really not a fan of Bryce Harper right now. Not a fan of Bryce Harper ever, to be clear. Uh, but okay. let's talk about who I am a fan of, uh, and that's yes. all the fighters who made us some money on Contender Series, uh, which includes uh, we, we went four and two. We hit a couple of underdogs. Ramon Tavares made us look very nice uh, with a plus. I mean, he was plus two hundred by fight time. Plus, if you got the KO prop, like so many people in the Discord did, uh, you cashed even bigger. But uh, the person who perhaps made people the happiest in all of that fight night was Therese Finney. Because as you mentioned, the two people we dedicated the show to hit Therese Finney, hit him by submission, and hit him by submission in the second round to the tune of 35 or 47 to 1, depending on the book that you got him at, um, which are tremendous hits. I, I, I just have to ask, though, in what world, because I got to get angry about the Contender Series, even now that it's <laughs> over in yeah. what world do you take a guy at light heavyweight in Medina? And everybody knows I was going to talk about Jose Medina here. Jose Medina is a, he a light heavyweight who gets peppered in the face for the entire first round and then thinks to himself, how about I do that for two more rounds? And Dana's like, do you know what? Get that guy to lose 20 pounds and I bet you he gets hit in the face less. Right? Like, is that the thought <laughs> process? 
And instead, you go then to to a guy who can actually make 185, has proven he can make 185, who gets peppered in the face for about 90 seconds, realizes, got to do something different. I can't just do that for 13 more minutes. And he picks his opponent up, slams him multiple times, takes his back and chokes him out. And his thought process is, ah, he's got some holes. And it's like, yes, he does have, you know, the fact is he does have holes. Like what Dana said is, is categorically correct. He has issues with his striking. I think we even said it on the show on Sunday. He's got issues with his striking, but so does Medina. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if, if you're going to yep. tell me, if you're going to tell me that he's got issues, I, I'm here to buy it. And, and under like contender series season two criteria or season three criteria, yeah, you don't sign Finney, but you can't take. Medina, who didn't change the game plan, continued to get absolutely tore up for 15 minutes and then say to the guy who fixed that thing and and choked his opponent out, well, you really should have proved to me that you could take 13 more minutes of, of jabs and straights to your face. What contender series really um, lays uh, um, clear for everyone? Um, I I'm stumbling on what I'm trying to say, but, but what it really exposes, I guess, is Dana White is the most casual of casuals when it comes to MMA. Like all he cares about on contender series, it seems other than finding people with it, AKA women with it. Uh, he never says that about men. Um, other than that, um, all he cares about is how old are you? Are you in the little gap of, of age that, that apparently is cool. With yeah. You're right. not too young. It's like the Goldilocks age. And how many fights have you had? So, like, all this stuff um, he can see before the fights even happen. So, how about you don't book fighters that you're not going to give contracts to if they go out and perform like Finney did last night? Like, what what else could Finney ha- have had done to get a contract? And if it is is not the whole goal of the show is to give uh, people contracts and get new con new um, new uh, flat fresh cheap blood into the. Uh, into the main UFC uh, roster, then what is the point of booking people like him? If you're, he couldn't have done any better than he did last night. So why are you booking him to begin with? Is my question. Yeah. And, and, and also like, if you don't like his performance, then why the hell do you like Roka's? Cause Roka yeah. won that fight too. He got ragdolled for five minutes in the grappling department, decided he needs to force this fight to stay on the feet, caught him with a knee, not hit the knockout. It's essentially the same thing in reverse, only he looked worse and more vulnerable all the time. And so, like, I don't know how you watch Roka and you're like, Roka's good and Medina's good, but Finney's not. Like, Finney's better than both of those guys. You know, it's not good trying to get inside Dana White's head. That, that's not good. So we, we should probably stop pulling our hair that's out, true. trying to that's get into. Tr- a, that's true. Let's talk into- fight bookings real quick before we get to, uh, <laughs> to like a um, uh, weird card. A couple uh, a couple things. We, pour, we got to pour out a little liquor for a couple things. USADA and uh, Kamara Usman's career. We got to pull out, pour out some liquor for both, right? I'm not sure I'm ready to, to put a bullet <laughs> in Kamara Usman's career. Uh, and- he already was shot. And now he's going to says fight, who uh, says who who did he get, me? Who did I he say get shot, shot again he, because he lost to he Leon Edwards. Walk, he can't twice? walk down. He can't walk downstairs anymore. He's he's shot. He's got no knees. Um, it, it, I'm not basing on any of his performances. Um, yeah, yeah, so you're, you're basing it on like a tomorrow. YouTube video you watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basing it on his brother. I'm blaming I'm blaming his brother for. Uh, oh, brother he's got is, it though. The hot so. Eastman. Yeah, he's got it. Um, Usman uh, is stepped in to fight uh, Hamzat Chamayev in 11 days notice or yeah, 
uh, and Alexander Volkanovsky stepping in to fight Islam Makashev on 11 days notice. So you know my thoughts on short notice. So both these guys are, I'm sure they're being rewarded uh, financially uh, for, for these choices. But uh, career-wise, I, I don't think these are uh, very good choices for them because I don't think either of them are going to win because of the short notice, because it's halfway around the world. Well, ev everywhere is uh, for Volkanovsky. But uh, yeah, not, not good career choices. I will watch both fights gladly, though. Yeah, I uh, I have a little bit more faith in both of them, I think, than you do. Uh, mostly just because I think Volkanovsky's been in a camp for Makachev since he lost to Makachev. Um, like, I think he's been preparing for this moment. And so I, I have a little bit more hope in that. I do think the Usman fight last second is a weird move. But also, like, comes out off for a year and a half and, and like, has shown that he, like, is kind of questionable when it comes to boxing. Like, I mean, how good did Kamzat look boxing Gilbert Burns, uh, who who's a light, you know, basically a glorified lightweight uh, in if he can't box Gilbert Burns and didn't want to be on the ground with Gilbert Burns, is he going to go to the ground with Kamara Usman and, and is Usman a worse boxer than Gilbert Burns? Like, again, you're right. The short notice aspect of it is uh weird but i definitely give him more of a chance than you're giving him right now because you saw a video of his knees looking weird have <laughs> you even seen that have you even seen the video i just heard it uh heard about it uh usman hasn't won a fight in over two years that's not a concern at all he fought leon edwards twice yeah yeah that's, leon edwards that killer leon edwards i mean who else who's, who's beating leon, leon edwards who's beating leon edwards i've got it's a true. i got all a right. story for you it's just usman <laughs> You you may like uh you may like like the odds if you're uh, if you're giving these guys a chance. Have you seen the odds for either of these fights? Yeah, I saw. Well, I saw them right. when they posted, and they're fluctuating yeah, they posted, a lot because they're getting a lot. Chimaev open at yeah. Chimaev open. Sorry, I'm interrupting here. Uh, Chimaev open minus three forty. Usman plus two eighty, and then I got uh, the other fight. Uh, Volkanovski plus two oh five, and Islam minus two forty. Does that sound about right, or have they changed? Since? Uh, I think I think the money's coming on Usman, if I'm not mistaken. I think I saw oh, yeah? him at only. Hmm. 240 last time i checked um and what what did you say was the number on uh volkanovsky now that i got rid of it, i think it was plus 240 for him i think oh yeah it's down to or plus uh, 205 something like that yeah that that's come down to so right now i got uh oh it's gone back a little bit usman down to 250 and volkanovsky 205 so yeah the, the money seems to be coming in on the dogs just a little bit all right so we shall see if they pay off. We won't have to wait too long. Actually, we will. I was going to give gum, uh, do the old proverbial uh, MMA gambling podcast gun to your head, but we don't have to do that because we'll be breaking down these fights for real in two weeks. So you can you can keep your picks in one in one week. <laughs> one week. That's right. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Very very true. Um, it's now this might make more. I haven't heard the. I just heard from you, and I saw uh, someone in the Discord mentioned about the US ADA is going to be gone as of January first. Is that official from an official source? It's from it's from USADA who posted this. Okay. Like, so so I'll I'll clue you in here since you you're not familiar with the story. USADA posted this like bitter message about uh, how Connor is back in the testing pool, but we won't be there to see if he does the full six months because we did not have our contract renewed for January 1st. Uh, um, so they're nice. just like not under contract anymore. Then Brennan Fitzgerald messaged something about like, hey, USADA posted that thing. Uh, they're, they're mad because they lost a very big client and uh, it doesn't mean drug testing is going away in the UFC. Essentially, it just means the that that middleman will not be there um and so i i have to imagine this means some sort of like ufc branded drug testing is going to be in place 
um, which to be fair, like every major organization like handles, right? Like mo- most organizations handle their own drug testing, right? Like, am, am yeah. I wrong? Is there there's some kind of independent drug testing for MLB that I don't know about? It's MLB. Oh, you mean, uh, you mean for major I, sports? Yeah. yeah I, I guess I don't it, know. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, um, but, 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 it's, but they're not quite as sleazy as the fight game is. But anyhow, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, all, all sports entities are like a little bit sleazy, but you're right. They're not yeah. as sleazy. Uh, I hope they bring in somebody who brings like some level of officialness to it. Um, but like, is it problematic? A little bit, but probably not as problematic as people are talking about on Twitter right now, where everybody's just going to be like juiced to the gills now. Do we care? Like, we're not the ones getting beat up by. I I care that I care that the sport is not filled with juice heads. Yeah, I don't think that's good. Yeah. For the, I don't think that's good for any sport. You know, people said the uh, same. I, thing I about, agree with that too. Yeah, people said the same thing about MLB in the like the nineties. That that yeah. was you know it was fun to watch the home run chase, but at the same time that was like objectively not better baseball in any way. Um, yeah. And it like ruined people's lives. So yes, I do care that the fighters are not juiced to the gills. Um, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. Because it's not just the juicers. It's the people getting their heads kicked off by Vitor Belfort. Not naming any names, but it's people who uh, are getting destroyed by... Uh, is Michael Tart. Bissing ha- half, half blind now because of the uh, lax drug testing? Wasn't it him uh, that got destroyed by uh, one of these gentlemen? It was someone. I, mean, he, someone he, had I feel like he got destroyed, destroyed by multiple of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's... And the Connor thing is just... Uh, coincidence like it's not like their contract is it just happens their contract expiring right while connor so it, was dragging it is feet about this it stuff. is just true that the so if if the usada people are to be trusted uh in the way that they posted it because it did seem like a very bitter message it yeah. seems like the connor stuff was not going the way that the, the two parties wanted to right like they were they were arguing back and forth and then it does yeah. seem like the ufc was like that's cool we don't need you when your contract expires in three months yeah. Well, you see what happened when they uh, let Brock Brock Lesnar skip past all of that stuff. He uh, They got themselves uh, dragged to court by Mark Hunt. For, so um, we'll have to see what happens. Um, yeah, because Connor looks a little different than he did before he got hurt, which is just the way it goes. So are you happy about this news, Dan, or not happy? Or you which, which one? The USADA stuff? You USADA stuff, yes. I, I'm holding judgment about how I feel about it until I see the details. Because I've had so many yeah. fighters tell me that they were like pissed off that they got woke up at six o'clock in the morning, yeah, uh, the night after like training till two a.m. to to pee in a cup, or you know, like they yeah. forgot to mark that they were going to be leaving the state and they went to see their girlfriend and then weren't allowed to see their girlfriend. Like that kind of shit sucks. So if they come up with a system that's better than that and are still actually testing these people, like I, I hope that that's true. And uh, so I'm just going to reserve judgment until like. I mean, we haven't even officially heard from the UFC that they're not renewing them and what the play, plan is in place behind them. So when I hear that, I'll have a little bit more of a thought. You know, my idea is as well, uh, when they're getting the uh, samples from these fighters, they should weigh them as well. And then uh, uh, do that every time. And then you can be like, OK, this is your weight class you're in. And then we get right away. Boom. That's that's an innovative idea, or it would possibly cause people to be malnourished all the time. <laughs> all the time, twenty four seven is true. It's true. Fighters will always find a way uh, to, to get the advantage, um, and I have a good way for all of you to get the advantage, and that is DraftKings. The NFL season is going strong, except for did your did your boys win this week? They did not. They looked particularly putrid. <laughs> so they've lost two weeks in a row now. That means no, so two out of what, three. three. They they sandwiched a win in between. Okay. All right. 
Uh, the Cowboys aren't going strong, but the NFL season is. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 in instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweet game day this October. What's a sweetener offer? I guess an even better offer? I guess. It must be what it is. Are we playing the Cowboys this week? Are DraftKings, are we playing MMA? What are we doing on DraftKings this week, Gumby? Um, well, we don't, we don't have any more contender series, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, I, I think yep. if you're looking, looking for the best odds on something, yeah, like we, we can trust the Cowboys again. They're good at a bounce back game. And they're playing who? Um, hang on. Let me remind myself. Look at me looking like a fair weather fan right here. Uh, you are. I mean, I've definitely, exposed you. De- definitely. Oh, they're playing the Chargers Monday night. That's right. All they're right. they're going to, they're going to okay. pick up, pick them off, uh, Herbert like seven times. So we're good there. All right. Okay, here comes the fun part. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code SGP only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. Licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Shout out to Turnip. 21 and over age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Boo. That's where I am. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. There, I got it all out. It says gaming resources, excuse me, gaming resources, which is similar. Underdog Fantasy, folks, they're still around too. And they have a way that you can play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Gumby mentioned that off the top of the show, Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them, Scorchers, and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending their first deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win 10000 bucks each and every week. Do you have an Underdog spicy play for this week, higher or lower? Yeah, I'm going to say higher on the uh, – well, this is going to spoil what we're going to talk about later. I'm going to say higher on the Ooh. significant strikes from Tynara Lisboa. Ooh, there you go. Nara Lisboa. We're going to talk about her very, very soon. So watch along and make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. This Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And looky here, look who's back. It's Manscaped. We are brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Halloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. That rhymes. So this season, no need to toil and trouble. Manscaped is all new and Manscapes all new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next gen skin safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code SGP for 20% off plus free shipping. I definitely can use this product. My beard has not been, I guess I kind of trim it sometimes, but yeah, it's kind of out of control, ladies and gentlemen. It may be spooky season, and my face is very spooky, but you don't want to scare people with a scraggly beard, which I do. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's Handyman. Are you tired of a bad razor making your neck look like a scary movie with the Handyman's skin-safe technology to reduce 
nicks and cuts, you can finally feel confident when you're going out, going for that close shave. Hopefully they can help me with my reading skills as well. For wet or dry use, feel free to bring this anywhere and everywhere. The compact design and airplane friendliness makes this the perfect travel tool for on the go. And being able to shave up to three days growth without the mess of a wet shave is priceless. And for my wolf man with a little more scruff, that's me, Howell. Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit has everything you need to tame your mane. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard so no more drawers full of extra add-ons collecting cobwebs that's right your halloween costumes may take effort but beard grooming doesn't need to when you can get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard the beard hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long lasting battery universal charging and a strong motor there's no trick with this street manscape has you covered so here's what you all have to do get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code sgp at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com use code sgp for a look as sweet as candy get yourself the handyman from manscaped all right i'm not going to talk the rest of the episode now gumby you're taking over that's all right that's pretty much what happens when we're doing fight breakdowns <laughs> oh really oh really i'm the one who has to tell you about multiple titles and mantles so you just wait um wait a minute you say mantle never mind all right let's do this <laughs> you're the mantle guy so you're right you do everything around here UFC Fight Night, Yusef versus Barboza, a.k.a. UFC Fight Night 230, a.k.a. UFC ESPN Plus 88, a.k.a. UFC Vegas 81. That's what we use for our articles, UFC Vegas 81. Uh, October 14th, that would be this coming Saturday. UFC Apex is the place to be, as per usual. We have got six main card fights, which we will discuss tomorrow, and six prelims, which we will discuss today. Prelim card, 4 p.m. Eastern. Got me right in your wheelhouse, right? I love that. Love it so much. He loves it so much he's going to marry it if he wasn't already married. So 4 p.m. for that, uh, ESPN Plus is where the spot that it's on, which means it could be TSN up here in Canada, or it could be on the UFC Fight Pass. So you're going to have to wait and see uh, or look it up or check out Aaron Bronstetter on uh, on Twitter X, and he'll let you know. All right, we're going to kick things off with women's straw weights. This lady was on the Top Turtle MMA podcast this week. I heard her lovely voice this morning talking to Gumby and calling him sir and good sir when Gumby was trying to make her give predictions on the fight. And that would be Ashley Yoder. She's back with Strawweight versus Emily Ducott. She's been on your show before too, has she not? She is not. <laughs> no, Buddha. Well, we're not picking her then. All right, let's break her down. Start with Yoder first. The Spider Monkeys, eight and eight with four submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Three and seven in the UFC. She's lost two straight fights and only won one of her last five. She's not fought since July of 2021 due to a nasty shoulder injury and then some surgery issues. And you can hear it all on, on Gummy's other show. All right. Don't go there now. Wait, wait till we're done here. And then you can go over to Top Turtle. Okay. It won't go anywhere. It'll, it'll be there for you waiting. Uh, Yoder's not won a fight since November 2020. She was one known Invicta. She has missed weight before. She's five inches taller, got six inches reach on Ducote. I didn't re realize how short Emily Ducote is. She's only five foot two. She's yeah, tiny. She, she, she is tiny. You can see it in the Jessica Penne fight, I think, when that, yeah, that's when it that's dawned true. on me. Yep. Uh, Yoder, better grappling stats than Ducote. Is Ducote, Ducote, have we, have we figured I out what her name is? I don't is? think we've ever. It's annoying. It's, it's annoying. It, it, see, it feels like it should be Ducote, but that might just be like the French in me. I don't know. Uh, Yoder, finish off with her. She has been outstruck in the UFC by 0.68 strikes a minute. She's at plus 300. And I don't think we ever got there. No, we didn't. Sorry, you uh, were delayed there. I apologize if I talked over top of you or if I had a very awkward 
pause. Did I have either of those? Awkward pause. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. I'm going to call her Dakota. Gordina. Tell us what that means again, Gumby. Uh, little, 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 little chubby. Yeah, it was a little chubby, I think, right? Yeah. We called her, but she's little. She's not chubby. Uh, she is 12 and eight. There was a whole story behind it. I remember you told us her coach called her that when she was, when she was little, when she was young, right? I mean, I don't know. I've never talked to her about it. <laughs> well, well, you, t- ah, for, you told us. Oh, now, am I going to have to go back in the archives and find it? We'll have to get the intern. <laughs> Maybe. We'll get the intern to go back and, and find it. Anyhow, I'm dragging this episode. This episode is going to be hella long already. All right. Uh, Gardena is 12 and 8, three knockouts, four submissions. She's been submitted once, one and two in the UFC. She's lost two straight fights after winning her debut. Much more successful in Invicta. She went 4-1 and, and was the champion over there. She went 4-4 four and four in Bellator. Used to fight up at flyweight. Seven years younger than Yoder. Better striking stats, and she is twice more active landing strikes than Yoder is. She has been outstruck, though, in the UFC by 1.74 strikes a minute, hence her 1-2 record. Uh, she's at minus 375. Okay, I'm not talking anymore for a bit. Go ahead. Yeah, it's Ducat. Uh, you got to go Ducat here. I, I I like a lot about Ashley Yoder. I've always said that she's done a little bit better than her record says. You know, like you go back, you watch that fight with Justine Kish. She looked good in that fight. She looked good in one of her two Angela Hill fights. Uh, I mean, she split with Mackenzie Dern. She split with Randa Marcos. Like her record could be a lot better. But the bottom line is, is what Ducat, I think, is only not a negative 1,000 favorite in this fight because she's coming off those two losses to Angela Hill and Lupita Cadenas. And the bottom line is she beat Jessica Penne by being like, Penne's a good grappler, but she can't wrestle. So I'm just going to stuff her takedowns and beat the shit out of her leg. And she's fighting somebody who is, and I mean this with all due respect, just like a little bit of a worse version of Jessica Penne. She's not as good of a striker as Penne. She's not as good of a wrestler as Penne. And she's not as good of a, maybe she's better grappling. She might actually be better grappling here. But, like, I just don't think it'll ever hit the mat. So I'm, I'm going to go with Dukat. I think she keeps it standing. I think she burns her with a billion strikes. Yeah. Um, she has had, uh, she being Yoder, did have a lot of uh, unlucky results with uh, going to the judges. But, yeah, you got you got to go with the much younger fighter who hasn't been injured for the past two and a half years. Um, and, and that's going to be such. Probably has, has the advantage in most aspects. Um grappling maybe that's a toss up there but it's not like she's going to get outclassed uh if it does turn into a grappling match either so all right we're going to go to the men's side we got lots of women's fights on the on the prelims here and one on the main card good to see uh Benoit's Chris Gutierrez versus Alahang Alatang excuse me Hale Alatang Hale is the Mongolian knight he's 16 8 and 2 five knockouts three submissions he's been knocked out three times submitted once 4 1 and 1 in the UFC 2 and 0 oh, uh, over his last two, has not fought since September 2022. Has not lost since October of 2020. Used to fight down at flyweight and up at featherweight. 2013 pro MMA debut. He has been outstruck over his UFC career despite being successful here by 1.64 strikes a minute. Plus 350. Ouch. Al Guapo is uh, Gutierrez. 19-5-2. and two, Nine knockouts. One submission. He's been submitted once. 7-2-1 in the UFC. 4-1 over his last five. Did lose his last fight. He's fight at featherweight, one one World Series of Fighting, multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. One and on Bellator, 2013 pro MMA debut, four inches taller than uh, Alatang Haley, an inch of reach, better striking stats, more active landing strikes, and he has uh, got a very good strike differential of almost two strikes a minute, 1.99 strikes per minute. He outstrikes his opponents, 
and he's at minus 380. Uh, Gutierrez is the obvious pick for me. Way better striker. Um, he's going to be a bigger man, too. And then Alatangheli, um, better strength of schedule, too, uh, probably. Um, so, yes, Gutierrez is the pick. Yeah, I, I just can't take uh, Alatangheli against anybody with, with that good of striking. Right. And, and Chris Gutierrez's distance management is just so much better than a lot of the people who Alatang Hali has fought. And, you know, Alatang is, is struggled with anybody who knows how to stuff a takedown and keep distance. Right. Like that's what Casey Kenny did to him. And Casey Kenny made his side look like a like a paint by number. Um, it, it was pretty much one of the most ridiculous fights you've ever seen. And Gutierrez is bigger. Gutierrez is stronger. Gutierrez is a better striker. I think you see the same exact thing here. Um, Alatang Ali has only beaten, you know, like two people in the last four years. Uh, it's Chad and Helliger, and he did that largely with takedowns. I don't think he's going to take down Gutierrez. And he knocked out Kevin Kroom in 47 seconds. Uh, and, and like Kevin Kroom just walks forward with his chin in the air. I think Gutierrez is too skilled. Uh, I, I, again, the number is not like tempting. It doesn't make you want to go put on a money line, but I think he's a great piece for a parlay if you're trying to put one together. Could you say throw him in a parlay, perhaps, Dan? You 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 could say one one could say that. The olden days we used to say there used to be a hashtag back in the back in the early days of the show. Hardcores know. Um, longtime fans know. All right, we're gonna break down some more fights after I tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right. Women's again, sticking with bantamweights. So women's bantamweights. Arena Alexiva, Melissa Dixon. I'm going to tell you about Alexiva first. She's the Russian Ronda. I think we you referred to her a few weeks ago, did you not? When we were talking about all the Rondas, I believe you There's mentioned a her. lot of Rondas. Mostly Brazilian, but then you mentioned Russian Ronda. Um, she is five and one, one knockout, two submissions. Never been finishing a fight. One and in the UFC. She's won two straight fights. And she did win her UFC debut via submission. She's missed weight before, so keep that in mind. Let's check out those missing weight stats. I haven't checked in there for a while. Uh, fighters that miss weight only win 38% of the time historically and 33% this year. So it's even worse. This year, um, now I've made my spreadsheet too small to read. All right. She is one known Bellator. That would be Alexiva. She's fighting up at featherweight. An inch taller than Dixon, plus 125. No mess, Melissa Dixon. 5-0 and with three knockouts. Won her last fight via TKO. This is her UFC debut. She used to fight at featherweight as well. Was a regional champion a year younger than Alex Siva, and she's at minus 148. Go ahead. I'm going to go favorite again. I'm going to go Dixon here. I think, you know, I've liked kind of some of the things I've seen Alex Siva. Like when she does hit the ground, her grappling skills and her looking for a submission are, are really solid, right? Like we saw that in the, what was it, Stephanie Ager fight. Um, yep. You know, she just latched right onto that leg. But the bottom line is in that fight is Edgar just was kind of sloppy. And the thing that you'll notice about Dixon is, you know, she's not flawless anywhere. She's a good boxer. And when she's on the ground, she's smart. She just does the right thing. She stays safe in guard. 
Um, if somebody's reaching for her leg, she'll hit him twice and limp leg out of there. She like just does the right thing in all of those situations. And I think against somebody like Alexiva, who, you know, like I've seen tire as she kind of gets later into fight. She she looks like she's running out of gas. Uh, if you if you watch her only loss, that's a hundred percent the issue. Um, and, and I think she won't get enough of the wrestling going because Dixon is good at that. I think Dixon's the better striker. Um, you know, I, I'm, I've been burned by women making their debuts in the UFC. Sometimes there's some, uh, bright lights or me thinking they're too good because they fought people on the regional scene that maybe suck, but like Dixon's actually fought like a pretty good level of competition. The, the person she beat in her last fight is also signed to the UFC now. Um, so like she, she's fought some pretty decent fighters in Aries and, uh, I, I think she's going to do well enough here to stay away from the, uh, submission attempts. Gumby just said he's been burned by women. You, you didn't finish your sentence. You, too bad you didn't finish the sentence right there. I've been burned by women, but then <laughs> you went been, on to, to qualify. I've been, I have, I've been burned by women. <laughs> I'm taking Alexiev. Um, not that I, I think she, she actually, speaking of burn, she burned us in her debut. Um, I like her resume better. Um, and uh, I can get her for dog money uh, facing a newcomer. So sure, why not? Uh, sign me up for the Russian Ronda. Hopefully she can get the fight to the ground. Um, and I guess Stephanie Egger, uh, I, she's, she's decent. She's a decent opponent. Probably better than anyone who uh, Dixon has fought thus far. So let's roll the dice. There you go. That's going to be the, maybe the one fight that we differ on. We'll see. Uh, let's go to lightweights. On the men's side, Terrence McKinney versus Brendan Marate. I assume it's Marate or is it Marat? I think it's you know Marat. This kid? Yeah, I think it's Marat. He's a Boston kid. Okay, Marat, the kid. Wow, that's his nickname. Go figure. Eight and one, five knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight. This is a short notice USC debut, so the alarm bells are going off here. He's won three straight fights, the last two via finish. He's not lost since April 2019. Used to fight up at featherweight, three years younger than McKinney, plus 370. T-Rex, T-dot-W-R-E-C-K-S. 14 and six, six knockouts, eight submissions. So he finished everyone, and he's been finished himself by everyone he's been knocked out four times submitted twice four and three in the ufc one and two over his last three did win his last fight btko has missed weight before all one the contender series he's fight down at bantamweight and up at bantamweight is that yeah and up at welterweight regional champion an inch of reach on marat plus i'm sorry minus 450 give me mckinney uh, sadly this isn't going to teach us uh any more about mckinney you know he is fun to watch uh give me mckinney he'll get it done in one round or less yeah, I thought about sprinkling on Malat here, just or Marat here, because basically he's durable. Um, in what I've seen, he's taken a punch really well. And I was like, well, you know, if he just takes enough punches really well, he'll wind up tiring out McKinney. That's what everybody does. Yeah. So I, I contemplated it. And then I went back and watched some of his fights. And while he is durable, he's just like very hittable. And, you know, like he, he's going to be one of those situations where you're like, oh, you know, he's been hit by that strike before, but not by Terrence McKinney. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like he he's really incredibly open to be countered all the time. Um, and I think against a guy like McKinney too, that's just a nightmare. So yeah, I expect him to get knocked out here. I expect him to get knocked out quick. Uh, so yeah, give me McKinney. I'm looking for McKinney in round one props, but they're not posted yet, sadly. So the props um, are a little slow this week. I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a, a, a last kind of a, not really a last, well, fairly last minute. It was just what last week. I think this fight yeah. was, uh, put into play so we'll give the books uh we'll cut them some slack there um they want us sharps to take advantage of of uh lines that aren't uh aren't right up to uh up to snuff all right women's band weights again apparently this is the weight class dan 
Sure. Two fights. Four sure. four fighters. At least four people are in women's bantamweight at this point. So, um, Tanara Lisboa, the aforementioned, will be facing Ravina Oliveira in this, as I said, women's bantamweight fight. Oliveira Kenaudi is the nickname. K E N O U D Y. Is that a region in Brazil? I can't. I looked it up. I don't think I got it. I think it's a maiden name, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, okay. Like mom's maiden name or something. Okay, cool. Fine, I'll allow it. Um, Oliveira is seven one and one, six knockouts, one submission. So she finished everyone, and he, she herself has been submitted one time. This is her short notice debut. So once again, alarm bells, warning, warning, danger, danger. She's won seven straight fights. Has not lost since her debut, uh, October twenty eighteen. Multiple regional championships on her mantle. Bad time to cut out mantle. Correct. I said. I said mantle. Yeah. You. 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 This will. This will get edited out in post. <laughs> Correct. Get the shirts. Worstgamingpodcast.com slash store. Um. All right. Let's go back to her resume here. Used to fight at flyweight. Six years younger than Lisboa. Plus two eighty five. The Thai Panther is Lisboa's nickname. That's a pretty cool nickname. She's six and two. Three knockouts. Three submissions. So she is a finisher too. So surely this fight. Yanni's picking the distance for this fight. Uh, Lisboa has been submitted one time. One known UFC. She's won four straight and six of seven. He's fed up at featherweight. Two inches height on Oliveira. Uh, she also does professional Muay Thai, or she did before the UFC. She's at minus 320. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go Lisboa here. Uh, I think she's just like an infinitely better striker than Oliveira. Like if you go back and you watch Oliveira fight, you're like, yeah, she's got some skills some places. But anytime anybody puts any pressure on her, she's just mostly flailing out there. And uh, I, I think that's a nightmare situation. I think she's going to get absolutely knocked out. Uh, so, yeah, give me or, or submitted for that matter. Lisboa is good at, at uh, submissions as well. So, yeah, give me give me Lisboa all day here. I I concur. Lisboa um, is going to take care of a short notice uh, debutant for sure. All right. Main event time of the prelims, featherweights, Darren Hawkins versus TJ Brown. Darren, the damage, Hawkins, 27 and 11, nine knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once, 17 and 10 in the UFC, loss, win, loss over his last three, was a regional champion, used to fight at lightweight, 2007 pro MMA debut, an inch of height on Brown. He's outstruck as you see a point. So I 0.18 strikes a minute. He's at plus 170. Downtown, TJ Brown, 17 and 10. Four knockouts, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted four times. Three and four in the UFC. Lost win, loss over his last three. Uh, he did lose his last fight via submission. He's fight at lightweight. Has missed weight twice. One and all contender series. 2013 pro MMA debut. One and all as a pro boxer. An inch of reach on Elkin. Six years younger. Better striking and grappling stats. And he's outstruck his UFC points by 0.49 strikes a minute, minus 180. Actually, we're different here. Uh, I listen to your podcast. I'm taking downtown TJ Brown here. Um, You're fading the damage? <laughs> I am. And I'm taking the younger fighter who's a uh, better striker and is. Is a, he better, though? Is he, no, maybe not. Maybe not a better striker. Better, uh, just as good of a grappler. And he's not going to wear the better? damage on his face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell everyone why he's not. But I'm going to take like... the younger guy who's, who's not going to be bleeding two seconds into the fight. You first of all, so you had to you had to like caveat that he was a better grappler. You're like he's a better, I think maybe grappler. Uh, and then you're like he's a better striker. In like by what metric to me? Because like if you go back and you look at his fights, sure he outstruck Charles Rosa, uh, and that's pretty much the only person he's ever, that's the only person he's ever outstruck in the UFC. Massachusetts, it's Massachusetts, it's its own Charles Rosa. Yeah, and you remember you remember Danny Chavez, who was in the UFC for a brief moment. He was like 36 years old, but inexplicably got signed by the UFC and went one. That's in, it. 
He went one and two and one draw, weirdly, um, in the UFC. His only win came against TJ Brown, and by dominating him in wrestling, which was weird for a kickboxer to do, uh, but that's what Danny Chavez did. And for me, I just think Elkins is, a bit, first of all, a better wrestler. If he wants us to go to the mat, he can. But more importantly, if if Brown tries to wrestle with him offensively or defensively for any amount of time, he is going to tire infinitely faster than Darren Elkins does. Because as we learned about Darren Elkins, the dude is never tired. He's never been tired. He never will be tired. He's the Clay Guida of this division, which is now ever so slightly the division that Clay Guida used to be in, but isn't in anymore or whatever. But Elkins, for me, just a better grappler. I think he hits harder. He's got a chance to finish from everywhere. And I don't know where Brown beats him. Uh, I actually think this is an amazing spot for Darren Elkins. All right. Excellent. Fine. Be that way. Differ on two fights. All right. Let's recap, ladies and gentlemen. He's got Elkins. I got Brown. We both have Lisboa. We both have McKinney. I have Alex Siva. He has Dixon. Uh, we both have a Gutierrez. And after I mark you down for him, you have him. Um, and we both have Ducote or Ducote. Actually, I have Ducote and you have Ducote. That's it. We differ there too. <laughs> okay. It. That works for me. All right. There's your prelims in your ear holes. Do it with it as you, as you will. If you want to discuss more about these fights or anything else, go to the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. We shall be in there. Uh, we do have a Twitter account. Gumby puts out nice clips on it. It's a, and he puts out actually winning underdog plays as well on there, on underdog fantasy. So get on there, SGP and MMA. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on Twitter and on Instagram. He's got a top turtle MMA podcast we were telling you about earlier. Ashley Yoder and a friend of the Discord, a friend of a friend in the Discord, Turnip's friend. Um, what's her name? And Carly Jodeci. Correct. Right. Yes, correct. Judici. It's Judici. Judici is the 90s uh, R&B group, but yes. Carly Judici, both very good interviews. Make sure you listen to them. And I'm not on the show, so it's even better for you. Uh, you can, if you want to get more of me, at least in written form, and once a week a podcast form, go to my Substack, moneyamma.substack.com. At the very least, get a free subscription and enter my free pick contest every week, and you you can win stuff. If, you're, if you think you're so smart, go ahead, win the contest and win some stuff. And of course, Make sure you're always make it your homepage, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Because everything good in the sports gambling world is there. And the and the Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, we're gonna be back in your ears very, very shortly. Tomorrow, as a matter of fact, it'll be me, El Guapo, Jeff Fox, and the Spider Monkey Gumby Vreeland, and we will break down the main card of this fight night. Bye-bye. 